The Gospel Shaped Home Podcast is a family discipleship resource from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that aims to equip you and your family to be on mission with God to the end of the street and the ends of the earth. Welcome to another episode of the Gospel Shaped Home. I'm here, This is, I'm Daniel Savage. I'm here with Jarek Oxendine and Scott Reiner. Yep. yep. Reiner. Yep. <laughs> uh, I have to think about it every time still. Somebody else said it wrong the other day, and it's like, how long have you known me now? Mm. Reiner. Uh, Scott Reiner, and we're here to talk about uh, the sermon series that's going on right now uh, at Providence called Raising Kids. So it's a four-part sermon series that just started this past Sunday. And what we're going to do over the next four weeks is take a little time uh, each week to reflect on the sermon, uh, think a little bit more about it. Um, It's a unique thing uh, to have a sermon series that is focused on raising kids. And so we thought we'd capitalize on the opportunity and talk about it and think about it together with parents in the church on this podcast. So just to... um, Give an overview. You can go back and listen to the sermon on our website, pray.org. And um, this first one is called, the title of the sermon was Passing What You Possess. Um, and Brian was preaching out of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses uh, 1 through 9, um, and uh, talking about the idea of uh, passing on what we have in terms of our own faith and our own love for God. There's this, um, the, the command in, um, Deuteronomy six is to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, and strength or might. And, uh, then to pass that on to your kids or teach that to your children. And so, um, the flow of the sermon, the idea was first to kind of, um, examine your own heart, uh, love the Lord, your God, um, with all your heart. So thinking about, do I love God? Is that something that I can pass on? And then kind of moving into how we do that, talking about storing God's word in your heart, which is um, something that we're instructed to do in Deuteronomy. Um, and then teaching the next generation all your days. So kind of thinking about some of those practical steps that it gets into in Deuteronomy 6 in the latter part of that section where it talks about um, being diligent to do these things as you walk and as you talk and as you lie down and as you rise. So just kind of the everyday rhythms. Um, so that's kind of the sermon uh, overview. And we're going to walk through and just kind of share some things that stuck out to us and kind of think about how we might apply those um, to our lives. <clears throat> One of the first things that stuck out to me, um, and then I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on it, uh, thinking about that idea of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, um, Brian talked about creating a model and memories of what that looks like. So a model of what it looks like to love God and then uh, memories that your kids will take with them of what that looked like in your life. Uh, so that struck me um, and just uh, immediately appeared to, to me to be something that's very uh, practical and helpful for me to think about creating a model and memories um, in my kids' lives of what it looks like to love God. So curious what y'all thought of that, um, how it encouraged you, or what what immediately sticks out in your mind as a model or memories that you are carrying with you. Yeah, I really loved how um, 
I know his title was passing what you possess, but for me, it was just passing what you love um, because he talked about in his sermon, the different teams, the different sports, uh, the different hobbies, maybe the different hatred, he talked about political parties, talked about racism, morality. Um, all these things are being passed down to your kids and you know, your life either commends or condemns uh, certain things. And so like if you're loving things about God, things about the gospel, things about church, um, I can remember the times where, you know, am I quick to say, man, I'm, I'm dreading to go to church or I'm excited to go to church. Like your enthusiasm, your excitement can kind of also model to your kids what they're excited about. Um, so for me growing up, sports was really big. We were always going to teams, uh, and tournaments and different things like that. But what was being modeled, um, is like this excitement for this thing versus man, I was missing on Sunday mornings, um, fellowship or Sunday evenings fellowship, uh, with the body of Christ. And so like, I think the excitement, um, and it's really cool when Brian asked the question, um, to Josiah, um, his son asking, what do you think daddy loves the most? Um, I can't remember. He said the Lord family and the lawn, I think was the, the last one. Uh, but like, you know, what am I with Brittany and I having a five month um, old baby um, that what is Abby Grace going to see from what we love um, as a family, I think is, is really key. And so that model, um, again, is an example and there's power of the example and influence that um, parents can have. So, you know, are we loving the Lord with our heart? Because um, that's the first battleground of parenting. As Bettis, Chat Bettis in his book will say, like our the battleground starts not with our child's heart, but with our heart. Yeah, I think about my own childhood and my dad was very intentional and huge on like just cultivating family memories with us. So he would just create experiences and it was more about the experiences and the memories than the stuff we would buy. And so whether that was a family trip or just the other things we would do in mundane moments of life, just very intentional to create memories. So when I look back at my childhood, which is a lot different than a lot of people's childhoods, if you come from like a broken family, like I just remember all these memories of rich family experiences. Um, and so that's a memory I look back on, which has taught me like, even with my own kids, like creating those memories. And so it makes me think about even something as simple as, doing family worship with their own kids and creating and instilling that habit and memory in their lives that they're going to remember that and not because daddy begrudgingly like forced them to do this and, you know, tied them to the bed. So what happened, but you know, this line that I've heard a lot, people remember what you're most passionate about. And so making sure, and you know, Brian talked about this a lot throughout the sermon, like we pass on what we possess. Like, so do our kids see a love and a joy for Bible reading with our kids and scripture and not just because, oh man, I should read the Bible with my kids because I feel like I'm supposed to or obligated to do it or because the pastor is telling me to do it, but it is an overflow of just loving God and there's a joy in doing it. Um, and so created an excitement with that. So even a few months ago with Audrey, who's four, getting her to memorize the Bible and I would like tickle her relentlessly, like if she did it. And so it just created a memory for her to remember, like, Hey, daddy loves this and it's important and it's a, it's a fun thing to do because not because we're just, we're doing it, but like there's, there's joy and excitement and energy in doing it. And so I feel like that's a memory that we're trying to take a regular ordinary thing and turn it into a memory. Jarek, what's something that stuck out to you? Yeah, I think, um, when I looked at this the most, um, it really was a self evaluation for my own heart. 
Um, cause I've heard the analogy before when you think of parenting, um, I think it was, um, someone who used the analogy of the oxygen mask. If you remember like, Hey, we have to take care of our own soul, our own care, um, and make sure that we're receiving oxygen before we can help our children. And I think that was my biggest takeaway. It was like, okay, how am I caring for my soul so that I'm keeping a close watch on myself, my teaching, my life, um, which then is going to be an overflow. Like we minister, like you think about ministry, but we're parenting out of an overflow for our own hearts. And so like, how am I treasuring Christ right now? Um, you know, how is Brittany herself um, treasuring Christ to then again, like that power of example is going to be seen for Abby Grace um, of how, hey, mommy and daddy love this. Therefore, I'm, I want to seek out and see why they want to treasure this so that that's something that she wants to own versus I think there's sometimes um, kids go away and, you know, if their parents aren't, aren't passionate about the gospel and um, the church, et cetera, that there's like, why would I want to have that? Why is that valuable to my life if it's not valuable to them? Um, and so that was a big thing. And, and so I think that self-evaluation also helps you consider what's at stake. Like if, if there's not a regular rhythm of like family worship in our own home um, or my own soul's not being taken care of, like how does that also affect my marriage, my family, um, Abby Grace, when she grows up, um, I feel like that was another aspect of just, okay, really, how am I doing, um, before it, it kind of, before I looked at this idea of like, okay, this is the activities that we should be doing as a family versus this is the affections that I should have, um, first. And so like just that reorienting mindset that we should have as, um, parents. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I found like even that a whole idea I think should be encouraging for us as parents that um, sometimes when we think about passing on our faith to our kids, we are um, uh, probably overly critical and um, think too much about like the logistics of it. Like, Oh, I haven't taught them this thing or I haven't, I haven't done this. And in reality, the most important thing uh, and the thing that will be the most impactful is your own love for God. Um, because kids are, are very perceptive. Yeah. Uh, they are around you all the time. And, you know, like Brian's question, what do you think daddy loves? Like your kids know what you love, whether yeah. you've told them or not, they yeah. know because they observe and they're uh, just very intuitive. And, and so in some ways this simplifies the whole idea of discipling your kids in in, into this idea that if I can cultivate my own heart and a love for God uh, in my own heart, they will see that and they will learn to value it the way that I do. And then, of course, you can add all kinds of things to that instruction and rhythms and these things that are important. But the most important thing and the thing that will make the biggest impact impact and will make all those other things that you do impactful is that your own heart has to be stirred for the, for the Lord. Yeah. I, I said recently, like with our kids, I mean, to that same point, Daniel, that it's not, what are we saying to our kids? What are we teaching them? And I know Brian's going to talk about this in next week's sermon, but what are we displaying to them? And yeah, they just, they can catch it. And um, so yeah, not what are you saying to them, but what are you displaying to them? I think is, is key. Yeah. That's good. Scott, what's something that stuck out to you? I think one of the things he talked a little bit, I mean, just the, 
the simple reminder and truth. And I mean, I was just reminded of second Timothy two, eight recently, just to remember Jesus Christ. And we just need to remember Jesus. And so the reminder to devote time to studying God's word, it, it goes on, it goes into this kind of same idea that we can't pass someone we don't possess. So we have to, and I think that word possess is like, does God's word really possess us, possess us in a way so that we're, we're, showing that to our kids and teaching it to our kids and memorizing it with our kids. And so before we can do that, we have to devote time ourselves to study it. Uh, so one of the things in my season of parenting with three kids under the age of six, and I mean, we had a stretch a few months ago that our then one-year-old was waking up at 4 a.m. every morning. Like, how do you have these rich, quiet times every morning when you don't have a quiet morning? And it's like, I literally can't wake up any earlier to do that. And so one of the things that's been really impactful for me as we think about this idea of family worship and just together as a family, we're going to read God's word together and have this concentrated time that a lot of our family worship time, like I'm trying to teach my kids the Bible. I'm trying to get them to memorize these simple daily routines that we put out each month. And I've walked away month after month being like, man, those verses just crushed me this month. Like, I, I memorized them myself, you know, the same time my kids did, but they were impactful for me. And so here I am like trying to do something for my kids and it's really impacting me. I feel like more than it is them. I'm um, so having that habit and the rhythm of doing that in a season where having an hour and a half quiet time every morning, is just impossible. But having that window of time with my kids as a family with God's word is impactful for me memorizing and studying God's word as it is for them. And so we talk about family worship. Family worship isn't solely for you to benefit your kids. It's a chance for you to sit under God's word together as a family. Um, and so I've seen that in my own life and curious how that plays out in y'all's lives, different seasons, Daniel, older kids, yeah, middle Jared, school, elementary, newborn, newborn, just, I mean, what does it look like to devote time to studying God's word for yourself? And then how does that overflow into your kids' lives. Yeah. I want to go back to the, the example you talked about family worship because I feel like that has been the most rewarding and sweet um, opportunity and time for Brittany and I. Like we uh, we're going through the Jesus Storybook Bible and we have a song that we sing afterwards and we pray over Abby Grace for salvation and for her to love the church and to grow up and love the Lord. Um, and it's I think my heart has also been refreshed by those moments, even though it's not perfect because she screams sometimes and we're, it's like, it might be a little bit torture. Uh, but at the same time, like our heart desire is to like constantly drip that. But Brittany and I look at each other and just like, man, this is totally worth it. Like the seeds that we're planting now that may, um, produce fruit in the future like it's it's just totally worth it and it's been sweet for for us so i would say like um for my own soul individually it's it it hasn't been um consistent at a certain time of the day because i feel like I, for a newborn infant i'm constantly on her schedule and we're still trying to figure out those routines but i know for at night we have the family worship and so my own individual time is Hey, right before I come early to Providence and read scripture myself, like a time that I can just sit at the Lord's feet and listen to him or um, listen to a song or pray to him. Like that's something that has kind of changed or uh, like to, to be honest in the last five months, but it is a consistent 
basis that I have of just like, I need my own soul to be fed because I know how much pouring out either for ministry or for family or when I come home, uh, how I want to continue to pour out when I am ready to serve Abby Grace and Brittany. So I feel like that's what my schedule has been with family worship and on individual uh, quiet times. Yeah. I, I just, uh, with older kids, um, uh, it, what has become apparent is that as they've aged, the schedule constantly changes. Yeah. Um, and so we've had to learn both as a family and personally to be flexible and to adapt. And that was hard in the beginning. I think I probably had these expectations of exactly what it would look like. And, you know, this is my time and this is family time and this is, you know, I had everything in these boxes and, um, I, after a lot of frustration, I learned, uh, how to better adapt as they changed. Cause each season is different. You know, now my, my kid's schedule is totally different and, um, you know, our mornings are different and the evenings are different. We're doing different things. And, um, so I, I think, you know, being flexible and adapting, you know, where can I find that time and committing to it, treasuring the word enough to make it happen. Um, so now mornings are easy, you know, it, it, for me to get up early, I can get up before the kids and I'm in the word. Um, and then for our kids, it's been, um, the best time for family worship for us for a long time has been, uh, mornings. Um, just because our evenings, we have different things, school events, sports, that we're studying for tests, we're doing different things. Um, People are out and about doing things, but the morning, we're almost always there together. And so um, that's become a sweet time where, you know, we eat breakfast at the the table and uh, we can read the word and pray. And um, so that's been a pretty consistent, good time for us. I think it's helpful, different seasons, do look different, but the key is, I mean, to Brian's point, devote, like you have to devote yourself to it, which means you have to be intentional and you have to sometimes look at your calendar, look at your schedule and figure out like, okay, this isn't working. Like what would work? And so it, yeah, Daniel, you say that and I'm like, yeah, mornings, breakfast, like would not work for our family. Like that's just, yeah, ours is nighttime. Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think what Brian also said, like to encourage like the ones who, um, you know, Think about a parent who now wants to, hey, why is family rhythms and worship of worship important in our home? And Brian gave the encouragement, like, hey, if you haven't started, like, go home and start today. Like, to see the value and worth of, like, you are passing on what you love and are you treasuring Christ and that being something that I feel like is received. Because, like, you think of, like, a a relay race. Like, I think Chuck Lawless was, gave this analogy of, like, sometimes the next runner is reaching back to find that baton, but is that baton being passed on? And I think that's what the mentality of a parent, like the parent is the one who's passing the baton onto the next runner. Um, but is that baton being passed? And so like what it, I think just, it was just refreshing for hopefully people who feel the guilt or shame to now feel that freedom of like, Hey, you can still start. Um, and this is something that can be, still passed on no matter what opportunities of time has already passed. Like don't look in the past, but like look in the future, look forward, um, do what you can right now. And so if you're looking for a verse to read, study with your family, read over your kids, whether it's at breakfast, bedtime, our simple daily routine for the month of May here upcoming first John one, five through 10, 
just open your Bible, read those verses, read them over and over again, and just talk about them, memorize them, yeah. meditate on them, mm-hmm. and let God's word change you as a result, mm-hmm. Lord willing. Mm-hmm. I feel like one of the things I say to parents regarding passing on your faith or, or even family devotions, those kind of things, is I uh, regularly try to remind parents that if you're going to do this, you have to be willing to fail and start again. Um, and you know, for some parents, it's just to start for the first time. Um, but there will be, even in doing that, you know, there's a humility, a a recognition, like I haven't been doing this before and I want to start doing it now. Um, and so just an encouragement again, whether it's, um, with family worship or reading the Bible together, or even your own personal pursuit of God, um, tomorrow is a new day and it, it's a good time to start again. And God is gracious and kind and eager uh, to begin with you. And so um, if it's been a long time, that's okay. Um, it's, a, it's a new day and his mercies are new and he wants to draw near to you if you draw near to him. Uh, so I encourage you to do it. Uh, we have uh, a few more weeks of this. Um, we have uh, three more weeks in this sermon series. We'll uh, do one of these episodes each of those weeks. So I invite you to come back. I uh, would love to have you join us again. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Shaped Home Podcast, produced by Providence Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information and resources from Providence, visit us online at pray.org. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts.